0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the You Gotta Love Sport podcast. That's the name we're officially going with. I'm Ryan Moffitt.
1: I'm Mark Himmelsbach.
0: Before we jump into today's topics, I want to give a little update on our podcast moving forward. The goal right now is to release an episode once a week, especially right now with with the lack of sporting events going on. Finally, like I said, You Gotta Love Sport is the official name that we are going with. So today we'll be talking about the NFL schedule and giving you our fantasy football rankings for rookies.
1: So what do you say we get right into it, man? What are your what are your initial thoughts on this schedule release from last night? It certainly got me excited for the season.
0: Yeah, definitely um another positive coming from the NFL. It seems like they're they're really taking the spotlight right now as far as sports go. Sure. But uh a couple of things um, you know, first game of the year, uh, Texans go to Kansas City, Kansas City defending Super Bowl champions. Two two great quarterbacks in that one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll be – even though DeAndre Hopkins isn't there anymore, I think it still should be fun to watch that one.
1: For sure. I also think um, when I was looking at it, I I always like to look at the primetime games. And uh, obviously for my Steelers, got a. We have four this year, and I'm looking forward to that. Steelers got the Ravens on Thanksgiving, um, so we'll see how that how that goes. Obviously, the last time the Steelers played the Ravens on Thanksgiving was the famous um, Tomlin tripping up Jacoby Jones on the sideline. <laughs> so hopefully, that doesn't happen this year, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, um, speaking of Thanksgiving, so we got the the Texans playing Detroit this year at the lunchtime game. Oh yeah, and then the Redskins playing the Cowboys at the typical four four thirty game. And then mm-hmm. like you just said, Ravens at Steelers should be a good one for the nightcap.
1: Also got a also got one on Christmas Day this year on a Friday. Um I saw people saying online that there hasn't been a game on a Friday in you know twenty some years or something like that. So that should be that should be pretty cool and it'll be interesting to see how how it competes with the NBA Christmas Day games. Um Exactly yeah.
0: will that be their first opening day that, that that should be interesting to see yeah
1: yeah because i i saw i saw they were thinking about you know obviously if they start they start here in july or you know early august they're they're gonna have to delay the the start of next season so yeah yeah it'll be interesting hope i mean hopefully hopefully the nfl can start and it's obviously looking right now it's um maybe maybe they'll play without fans but hopefully hopefully it gets better the next couple of months but we'll see um so I think another you know, I think another thing to highlight when we're looking at the schedule here is the the rapid rise for the Buccaneers from basically you know, no prime time or late window games, you know, the last like five or six years to I think they're tied for the most um primetime games. And I'd say that's the Brady Gronk effect right there. would um, yeah. so certainly be really fun to, fun to watch this year.
0: Yeah, I think um I think the max primetime games is five. So <clears throat> yeah. they have that and Something else that I thought was interesting was the Patriots still have five primetime games. So, um, you know, you got Jared Stidham playing primetime five times yeah. a year. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see how how that goes, and you know, obviously, we'll be focusing on um, the Patriots still because we want to see how they're doing without mm-hmm. without Brady, of course.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be one of the most interesting storylines to follow this season is the the Patriots and Bucks, and just kind of comparing the two and see. Obviously, I think a lot of people are saying, or you know, they want to see how Belichick will do without Brady. <clears throat> um, there, a lot of people are thinking that Belichick was basically just, you know, there because of Brady's success for him. But <clears throat> I, I'm one who's a believer that Belichick's, you know, the greatest coach we've ever seen. I think the, <clears throat> I think they'll be just fine. Um, I, I see people saying they're going to tank for Trevor Lawrence or something like that. I don't think that's going to happen. Their defense is just too good for that to happen. So that they have, they East to be interesting. Um So that'll be, that'll be fun to watch.
0: Yeah. We'll come out with our, our <clears throat> division winners, our, our playoff predictions and everything down the road. Oh yeah. A little bit too early for that, but definitely getting <laughs> excited for that.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: it be a good one. Got to tune into that one for sure. <laughs> something else. Uh, that's uh, pretty cool. Two, two firsts for the NFL. So week one, the Chargers open up their new stadium, SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium. Dallas goes there in week one. And the next week, the Saints travel to Vegas, maybe, <laughs> to take on the Raiders. So yeah, two things it's, to look for as well.
1: Those will be fun to watch. Um, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to say there's going to be more Cowboys fans than Chargers fans week one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the I mean I'm st- I'm still kind of shocked that LA has two teams there. You know I have a couple friends that are Chargers fans, and it's it's just kind of sad when they play at home. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see this year with an even bigger stadium, what's going to happen there. Um, but the Chargers certainly have a very good team, and it'll be fun to watch um them and the Rams this season. Yeah, you, you,
0: yeah, you want to think about maybe Herbert coming in. If that adds some, some life to uh to the team, we'll yeah.
1: have to pay attention to that. Yeah, I think that's gonna add some some juice into the into the fans, hopefully. Another thing, um, you
0: know, if week one, right out of the gate, Brady versus Brees. Oh yeah. Big division big division game there, but also two of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen play, squaring off Brady with his new team, obviously. Doesn't uh doesn't get any time to uh transition gets right into one of the best teams in the NFL.
1: Yeah. that I mean, I think that that was definitely the, the highlight of week one. I think that'll definitely be my, my favorite, you know, most, most exciting game of week one. I'll be looking forward to that the most. Um, I think it's in new Orleans, if I remember correctly. So yeah, uh, they, they play twice a year now. Um, that'll be, that'll be really fun to watch that, uh, that rivalry kind of take off even more. Cause they, they haven't really played each other a lot. Um, over the over the, their careers, which is kind of unfortunate. I I obviously hope that um, it would have been nice to see him play in the Super Bowl last year. If that uh, they would have made that pass interference call, but yeah, that'll that'll be the I think the storyline of the NFC South for sure um, to watch. Yeah, um, something else.
0: The Giants, um, you know, they they have a really really tough start to their season, in my opinion. You know, some we're trying to think maybe this could be a year that they, they, they take a step up. Um, Daniel Jones in his second year. Obviously, you're Saquon. Um, time to improve for them, you would think. But they come out of the gate playing your Steelers on <laughs> Monday night. Then they go to Chicago, home against the Niners, and then two away games at the Rams and at the Cowboys. So that's a – start yes. tough start for that
1: brutal start there um daniel jones gonna get thrown right into the fire year two It'd be really fun to watch um his progression see how he does um first week playing my steelers can't wait monday night um should be a good one in the meadowlands um but yeah the giants really the whole nfc east as a whole will be interesting to watch um and if the giants get you know, with that tough start, if they get behind even a little bit, I think it'll be tough for them to catch up um, to the Eagles and the Cowboys, and you know maybe even the Redskins. Um, it'll be fun to watch. Um, and I'll also, I think I'm pretty sure the Redskins play the Bengals later in the season, so that'll be fun to watch. Burrow and uh, Chase Young go at it, and yeah. the Bengals also play the Dolphins too. So kind of the rivalry between the rookie quarterbacks will be, I think, a, a storyline that that'll be fun to follow this year. Monday night, week three. I think uh, the game I'm
0: most looking forward to, at least right now, Chiefs go to Baltimore take on the Ravens, Monday Night Football, two great quarterbacks, and a good AFC battle should be
1: going there. For, for sure, I think <clears throat> I think that'll be you know an AFC rivalry for five or six years now. I mean those are those teams are loaded, um, and uh, obviously I thought that was going to be the AFC championship game last season. Um, but the Ravens couldn't get it done. Um, so that'll, that'll be certainly fun to watch. Um, I think it's in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that'll be, that'll be a good one for sure. Anything else we need to to talk about as far as schedule goes? I don't think so. I think, I think it'll definitely, um, it's definitely, uh, important to take note that a lot of, I mean, usually a lot of those games at the back end of the year end up getting flexed out, which I think is really positive that the NFL can do that because um, you never know what, what's going to happen with teams. You know, if, you, if you're a team with a losing record in the back half on a primetime game, you're probably going to get flexed out, which is really, really nice too. I think I don't even think they have the week 17 game scheduled. Um, they usually just put all those together at the last second. So I think that's that's a really cool aspect of the, the way they do the scheduling. Um, also, I think I think it's important I don't I don't know if you saw Ryan that um like they do the um or they rank the easiest schedules and hardest and it's the Ravens um have the easiest schedule. what do you think about that? i think uh it definitely gives them an opportunity to
0: improve upon or not really improve upon but get back to where they were as far as the the one seed last year mm-hmm. and you know maybe see if they can make some noise in the playoffs this year unlike the previous couple of years but yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson and company will, I think, definitely take advantage of that.
1: For sure, schedule. for sure. I think, I think you can also – you could probably say it kind of highlights a flaw in the scheduling of the NFL or the way they do it. Obviously, I just praise them for the way they do flexing. But, you know, because we all knew – you know the opponents before the schedule release, they always have a set. You know, you play a certain division from the NFC if you're in the AFC – you play your obviously your division opponents uh, opponents twice, and Then you play a certain uh, division in, in your own conference. Um, so it's it just fell out because I think my Steelers have the second easiest schedule because I think you're playing the NFC East this year. So sometimes you just gotta get lucky with with which division you're playing. And,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: So all right,
0: now we're gonna transition into our rookie rankings for Fantasy Football 2020. Let's kick it off with – let's start up at the top. Let's start quarterbacks. Give me your give me your top three quarterbacks for this Top year.
1: three? I think I'm just going to go – I think I'm going to go chalk straight from the draft. Um, I'm going to go Burrow at one, Tua at two, and I'm going to go Herbert at three. Um, I think I think Burrow's, Burrow's got a lot of weapons uh, on offense. He's got Tyler Boyd. AJ Green should be back and healthy. Drafted T Higgins high, he's got two starting tackles now. Jonah Williams didn't play last season. Um, his first round pick last year, he'll be starting left tackle, I believe. Um, he Drafted uh, Josh Jones out of Houston, um, so I think he's I think he's best set up for success. I think he, he's playing in a harder, harder division than the other two guys though, so that'll be that'll be interesting to see how he does against those guys. Um, and then Tua, they got Devonte Parker down there. Um, but the rest of that offense is kind of depleted. So it'll be interesting to see how that, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see even if he starts, you know, first, you got to think he is, but Fitz magic is still down there. So I don't know what they're planning to do with that. Um, and then I, I see Herbert, I think he's going to be starting right out the gate. Um, and he's got a lot of weapons too. I just don't know if Herbert's as talented as the other two guys
0: okay so for my my top three for quarterbacks I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up for a reason that you you touched on um and that's Burrow Burrow's schedule so my top three just for this year um yeah. I'm gonna go Tua at one and then then Burrow so I'm drop him down one spot and then yeah. Herbert even though I like Herbert a lot I think eventually he'll be he'll be a stud in the league but yeah. Not yet. But I mean Burrow, you look at the schedule and you know, he's got four or five games on the road early on, you know, weeks two through six, playing against some some decent teams, you know. You got the Ravens and the Colts in there, Browns, you know, you never know. We'll see how they are this year. But yeah. um, so definitely a tough schedule for early sure. on for, for the rookie. Okay moving on to running backs top let's go top three still it's top three be hard
1: it's yeah be this really is hard. this is a tough one for sure I think I think my clear number one is the only back that was drafted in the first round that's uh, Clyde Edwards hilaire at LSU I think I mean I would um, obviously we'll get into our full rankings you know later this this summer um, but I would consider this guy you know up with the you know, the veterans in this league because so I think he's going to come in and start right away in that offense too. He's got, he, he caught a lot of passes from Burrow this past season. Um, and I think he'll catch a lot from Mahomes. homes. So in a PPR league, I, I'd target Hilaire, you know, mid, late second round. Um, so I think he's for sure the number one rookie running back. Um, number two, I think I'm going to go Cam Akers um, to the, to the uh, Rams. Um, I think, without Gurley there now, I think Akers again, I am looking at, you know, opportunity to get the most snaps. And I think Akers is really gonna get a lot of snaps this season. I I was I was kinda hoping the Steelers got him in the second round this year, but they did not. Um because this guy I think he's really talented. And he he, he like he like Edwards Alaire has really good pass catching ability. Um so it'll be fun to watch him in the Rams offense. Obviously McVeigh knows how to knows how to call an offense out there in, in LA so um, and then number three, I'm gonna go with uh, DeAndre Swift um, of the Lions. I think similar to the first two, Swift's pass catching ability is is really off the charts. And with Stafford <clears throat> throwing him throwing him some passes out of the backfield, I think he'll be able to rack up, you know, four or five catches a game, which in a PPR league is huge. Um, so I think all three. I think all three of these guys are, are valuable targets, even if you're stacking them up against you know, veterans in this league. So what about you, Mr. Moffitt? Yeah, I, uh,
0: I'm actually, I'm actually going to agree with you on, on two of the three again. Okay. So number one, um, same number one, Clyde edwards you know,
1: people
0: are, people are saying that Damian Williams is, you know, still might get a lot of touches and stuff like that, but mm. I think by the end of the season, it'll definitely be his backfield. Um, yeah. And, you know, with that dynamic offense, they're going to score a lot of points, you yeah. figure, and he should have reaped the rewards of that. Yep. Two, I'm also going to go Cam Akers just because of, you know, like, you got Gurley. Gurley's out, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he's, Henderson's there, but Akers is, he's uh he's got the opportunity to just slide in there, and I think what you said with with uh, McFay's offense, he can definitely definitely uh, be a good, solid fantasy running back this year. Yeah. And number three, I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor from from the Colts. There you go, the uh, horseman. There. <laughs> so, looking at just the other ones, Dobbins, I think in the future could be could be really good, but Mark Ingram's still there and Swift. Uh, carry on Johnson hasn't been reliable the past couple of years, but he's, he's been there. Um, I think he's not going to come in right away. So year one, even with Marlon Mack in the backfield, I think behind the Colts O-line will definitely, um, that'll definitely be a positive for him as a rookie, like coming in and running behind that, that line. Um, so he's a, he gets my number three spot for this year.
1: Oh, also because we didn't we didn't get a chance to discuss the draft, um, the, at least the second round. What what are your thoughts on the Colts draft and John Taylor in the second round a couple of weeks ago? Even with Marlon Mack back there, Are you happy with that?
0: Yeah. Um. You know, my initial reaction, I was I didn't really know. I was kind of confused, but when you look at it, I, I actually like it a lot because mm-hmm. you know you got like a two headed monster back there now, yeah. and Max coming to the last year of his rookie deal, so to get another back in there, I think, especially, you know, Taylor's really powerful. His speed's good. So like Mm -hmm. I keep saying, like behind that O-line, I think uh, that'll definitely help Philip Rivers out this year.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So last, we're going to talk about the wide receivers. A bunch of them, big wide receiver class. Yeah. Let's go. Should we go top three again?
1: Yeah, we can do top three. All right, let's do it. Um, so my number one uh, rookie for fantasy, I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb um, to the Cowboys. Um, again, I'm I'm kind of when, – when I was thinking about quarterbacks and running backs, I'm kind of thinking about fit and not so much talent because I, I think overall Jared Judy is probably the most talented receiver in the class. But I think just with all the offensive talent the Cowboys have, I think CeeDee Lamb's going to be able to – benefit from that the most um, with Mark Cooper and Gallup and Zeke and that offensive line. I think Dak's, you know, an above average quarterback. Um, so I think, I think CD will have a really good year. Um, and that'll be fun to watch. Number two, I'm going to go with Jared Judy. Um, this one, I was kind of, I mean, I was honestly thinking about not even putting him in the top three just because um, although I'm a fan of Drew Locke, I, it's, I still want to see another year from him to see if he can, if he can get get his receivers the ball consistently. But that offense, again, is going to be loaded with him, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler on the outside, no fan who they drafted in the first round last year. Um, The Broncos really had one of the best offseasons in the league. And I think think Jerry Judy will be a beneficiary of that. Um, And he'll he'll certainly garner a a high pick in the real NFL fantasy drafts come August. Um, And then my number three might be a little surprising. I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk, At Arizona State, he went to the 49ers. I think um, he's going to slide right in. Um, The Niners kind of lacked receiver help last year. Besides, I think Debo Samuel, who was really good for them. Um, Losing of Sanders, obviously, they kind of have a little hole there now on the outside. And I think Ayuk will step right in. This guy's a burner. And uh, obviously, I think Kyle Shanahan's a really, really good offensive coordinator and great offensive mind. Um and I think IU could get a lot a lot of touches in that offense and um will be a kind of a sleeper pick, I think, for people come come fancy draft time.
0: Okay. So my top three, um, number one, I do have Jerry Judy. Um, I do like Drew Locke a lot and um I think they can they can do some good things together, especially with what you said, Hamler mm-hmm. as well. Um, my number two, I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs just because, um, you know, I think we've seen what Tyreek Hill, the impact of a fast player like, like him, what he can do. I think put him, uh, with the Raiders in Vegas, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr and company. Um, I think I probably like Derek Carr more than most people. Um, and I think if you get him the ball, good things will happen. Um. So he's my number two. And number three also might be a little surprising, but I'm going to go with T. Higgins. I just think Burrow and him will uh, connect early and often. Um, You know, A.J. Green's still there. He's getting old, injury prone, you never know. Mm -hmm. Um, But T. Higgins coming in with Burrow, I think um, they can create something special there. So it's my top three.
1: Yeah, I think I think when looking at these lists too, it's it's apparent how how you know talented this class was. I think offensively, especially, um, and and where they come off the board um, in actual drafts will be really interesting to see, because um, I think you you'll be able to find a lot of these guys later on um, that'll be able to contribute for your team, and that's that's where that's where leagues are won in the late rounds, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right,
0: that that about wraps things up for this episode.
1: Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Hope, hope you and your families are doing well during this quarantine. Let's have a great summer. Right? You got to love sport.
0: Got to love sport indeed.